0: Please, describe it to me.
1: (laughs) Uh... It's like summer, with a dab of vanilla and honey. Or maybe winter with some gravy
0: on it.
2: the world of tomorrow this is back to the futurama your podcast voyage through the comedy central reboot of one of the greatest tv shows fox ever canceled i'm ben and i'm mike and today we're talking about season seven episode 25 stench and stenchability
0: ben i have a request okay could you describe the smell of the of the studio tonight Well, I would say
2: it smells vaguely of
0: cat. Okay, are there any any other a fresh honeydew? Okay, ooh, that it, I I have noticed that the, it does smell very nice in here, and I'm kind of interested in why it is lavender. Mm-hmm. Always toothpaste. A good taste. Hey, I I better th- better than not
2: Pepto Bismol factory. That's what it smells like that, in here. Nailed that's, it.
0: That's definitely a uh an image or a, i guess a sense a scent image that I am unaware of how to react to.
2: There was a lot of things I just said and I don't know any of them. So
0: <laughs> You know lavender. Here's the, so the you thing You definitely no toothpaste I'm open.
2: But n- not lavender toothpaste. Oh, Is that I a see. thing? I imagine it's a thing. So the thing is, right, you know how on wine, when oh, it's yes. like notes of rock and dirt mm-hmm. and chocolate sure. and charcoal, and you're like, none of those things sound great. Like the chocolate sounds pretty good. Everything else, I don't want to put that in my mouth.
0: I don't know. I'd like a good rock. Licked any good rocks lately? I mean, technically, isn't salt a rock? Salt is a mineral. You can get it in rock form. (laughs) Rock salt. You looked
2: so pleased with the thing you just said. Oh,
0: I am always the most pleased when I can finally turn a phrase.
2: Okay, so you like like salty wine is what I'm taking away from this. Oh, man, I can't think of a wine that's
0: better than one that's salty. Saltiest, mm, just just salt water me up in that wine. I'm now
2: imagining you going to a really fancy restaurant, and then they uh, bring out the wine menu, and you you're just like, "I'll have your saltiest wine, thank you." <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I don't know why you're you're using this as a uh, hypothetical. You've come to me to re- with restaurants before, so. uh huh. And um, it's all it always works. And uh, it's always a great wine.
2: (laughs) Uh, Anyways, uh, how would you describe the scent of this room right now? Now that we've talked
0: about salt wine, I should probably get that on mic. Oh, yeah. Well, that smells a little bit different than just the <laughs> general room. Smelling
2: the microphone and pop filter yeah. is definitely going to have a different odor.
0: Yeah, the, the pop filter smells a lot like me, which is, I mean, ideally not the best smell in the world, but not the worst. It's roughly average, I th- I'd say. It feels it's it does smell, there's a vague sousant of cat in there, uh-huh. sure. but it also just smells like normal house. Or normal apartment or normal domicile. It doesn't smell odd in many ways. Um, you know that there's a cat here because, there, I mean, also, there's probably one under the table right now.
2: Surprisingly not.
0: It's an upset. Um,
2: you remember way back in early Back to the Futurama when no. we talk an awful lot about candles for some reason? <laughs> you know how Futurama is bringing everything back uh, bringing in the final season? Um i can go I can go get some candles for you to smell if you like <laughs> if this room smells too normal apartment for you
0: no i I like the normal apartment smell i i mean i if we when want- you go
2: to the store do you buy the normal apartment smell candle you know the Yankee candle normal apartment smell
0: i mean would you rather a different apartment smell <laughs>
2: I I like fancy apartment smell. Really, I see
0: you don't want Yankee Candle college student apartments. No,
2: no, no, no. I've I've done my time.
0: <laughs> I was a I college also,
2: student one time. I've also done my time. And- uh huh. I have no. I have no further comments on on the way the room smells or
0: salt wine. So, if you have any opinions on salt wine, tweet it back to Futurama. It's probably a good thing
2: this podcast is ending soon.
0: <laughs> I don't you're know right. what we're, I don't know what we're doing with this you're, anymore. You're right. The star that shines
2: brightly burns out quickly. Should we get into the actual episode? I think that it might be a good idea to do that. Yes, indeed. Okay, so we start out first of all. At the very beginning. We both wrote down this note. At the very beginning of the episode, when we get the Futurama title screen, the little subtitle says, not the episode with the dead
0: dog. I feel like they made that so they could slap it on every episode in syndication and be like, if this is the one with the dead dog, (laughs) you want to know about it before you start it. Uh Uh-huh.
2: I think Tema yeah. could definitely make that uh claim for sure that's true. Uh-huh. Uh, if you
0: want to hear more about that, go listen to our Jurassic Park episode where I get dunked on repeatedly so yeah, so that I mean it's also sad though it's still the the episode we're talking about here
2: that um that opening uh subtitle was very good. um I laughed very hard when that came up. um it's very good. Because I had forgotten about that, and then uh, I started up the episode and uh, yeah, I just I was dying. It was very good.
0: So we start the episode proper at Planet Express where Zoidberg is video chatting with Zindy and they're finally gonna meet in person. Yeah,
2: we find out that he has been video dating Zindy for the last four years, but they've never met in person. Um, Zindy, who
0: is almost undescribable, <laughs> um uh w- which is great for a podcast. We'll be getting in at four thirty right in time for the all you can stand buffet at the Chisler
2: I like how you took a shortcut there and just said she's almost undescribable in order to not have to try to describe her. Well,
0: I also wanted to avoid the worms issue that we've had in the past where we forgot to tell people that they were worms. yes, uh
2: she is i don't know she looks like a blob of jellyfish ate a pile of blueberries and then melted
0: you know i don't i do not have uh see any so problem much with that. for
2: your indescribable uh clearly i just it was she was clearly describable mike
0: clearly i do not i'm not a wordsmith like you ben clearly
2: i am a poet um, did you even know it forgive me for i have eaten the blueberries in the icebox and then melted (laughs) they were so sweet and i melted (laughs) famous poem
0: oh the famousest so
2: uh everyone thinks that Zindy is very gross because they see zoidberg video chatting with her right and uh he is very excited that he is finally going to get to go on a real live date in a physical place
0: that exists. I mean, that's a fair description of what they're planning on doing because they, you know, had been video dating, which is dating in a not uh, in a virtual place. So now it's in an existent place. I was
2: about to ask you if you've ever dated anyone online, and then I remembered you've no. been dating your wife
0: since the dawn of time. Yes. <laughs> I'm a dawn walker, and I've been walking since <laughs> the dawn of time. It's kind of amazing
2: because I uh, have. i am taking this week off on PTO, just chilling and playing a lot of Pokemon. and Which I am jealous of. It is amazing how much my brain has just shut off because I'm like... Hey Mike, you ever go on any internet
0: dates? <laughs> this seems like a good source of co- conversation for the podcast with the host who has been dating, who has been with his wife for fifteen years. Uh huh. You know, as you do, I feel like I always inflate that number too. Well, like I have to like math it back. I think it's more like well, I guess it's like You'd, fourteen. You or did, so.
2: you did say, yeah, on our- I did. <laughs> titanic special that you have been dating your wife for 20 years <laughs> which is
0: wrong and also <laughs> i don't remember her telling me i was wrong which is wild because um, usually that happens
2: it might have been in there and i might have cut it out i had
0: i did some That's judicious fair. editing on i that. was on i was a little tipsy on some gin and tonics and i believe we kind of all were <laughs> so we weren't really doing a whole lot of fact checking in the moment
2: zoidberg is like I need to go clean up my place because, you know, just in case we come back to my place after the date, you know, and that's good. It's good that he's thinking ahead.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we cut to him at his dumpster and he's like dusting off his Zoyberg's place. And he's like, now the outside is done.
2: The inside, though, that's the real mess. I mean, it is a dumpster. It is a literal dumpster. There's trash in there and everything. Bender decides to take the easy way out, as Bender is wont to do. Mm-hmm. And um, he just he puts a big bug bomb
0: in the dumpster. And Be- before he can drop it in, though, Fry's like, hey, won't the bugs just run out and f- infest someplace else, like the building we work in?
2: Right. Because this dumpster is literally in the alley behind the Planet Express building.
0: Uh, it won't surprise anyone to indicate that Bender does not care.
2: I will also say this much. Zoidberg has a great commute to work.
0: I mean, he j- he has a Step out the front walk, door, you're there. Boom. Easy. As long as you're dressed, you're ready to go. Even if you're not dressed. I'm only wearing shorts. Let's go. Got to deliver some packages. Do some doctoring.
2: Everybody has been canonically naked in that building. That's fair.
0: Yeah, I... <laughs> Yeah, I had forgotten about that. Yep. no, but you're right, though. Now I'm thinking about all the characters naked. This is not a good sign. Because you know who I always go back to? It's not like Amy or Lila. It's the professor. He's clearly left an impression. He's clearly naked way more than anyone
2: else. (laughs) Here's the thing, though, right? The reason that you aspire to live long enough to be an old man is because when you just get naked in the middle of the office, people are just like, an old man. What are you going to do? <laughs>
0: He's an old man. What are you going to do? He's naked. He's naked. He's senile. I imagine at, at the very least, well, A, that's when you go to the home. But B, like, put a blanket on top of me. That's what I'm hoping. It's like, it's not just like, oh, there, there's Mike again, that old man who's just naked all the time. I imagine it's more like, oh, Okay, let's get you back to where you need to be. We are two very different people. I aspire
2: to be a naked old man.
0: I mean, you already did the naked bike ride. You just have to get to the old one. Exactly. You're just, you're waiting out the clock. I have more things to deal with. So, uh,
2: anyways, they throw this bug bomb. (laughs) Anyways. I mean, we could continue to talk about nudity if you really wanted.
0: I, th- I think the comedic vein might have been tapped there. Anyways. Uh, if there was one to begin with.
2: <laughs> Bender goes ahead and tosses this bug bomb into the dumpster. And all of the bugs run out. And a imme- it looks like they're going to go to the Planet Express building. Sure. And instead, they just all climb up right on Bender.
0: Uh, he kind of like... Runs around with a chicken with its head cut off until it starts tap dancing and killing them. And then Randy is there and he says, you move like a young roach infested Gene Kelly. The compliment
2: we all really want to receive. Um, well, I mean, in our, you know, various fields. Oh, like uh, yes. I would love if somebody was like, you remind me of a roach infested Mark Marin, because that means I'm a good podcaster who also is infested with bugs
0: right like that the, you're not going to get away from the bug infestation but hopefully it's bug infested you know like martin fowler for computer science not like that rando guy that doesn't know how to isn't bad at code mm-hmm. at work that you know everybody dislikes it
2: you remind me of a guy who's really bad at programming and it all is also infested with roaches
0: yeah that that's kind of
2: what <laughs> this I'm this is hoping. the worst work performance <laughs> review i've ever read <laughs>
0: Randy is very impressed by Bender's moves. And it just so happens he's organizing a tap dance contest. How fortunate. How convenient. It's almost like somebody
2: wrote this. Uh, And he's he's doing this through the local Parks and Rec department. Mm -hmm. And so Bender is like, at last, I can realize this new dream I've just had of being the best dancer in the whole world.
0: Yeah, uh, the nearest three blocks. Of all time. <laughs> it's it's very good. It's very Bender. Meanwhile,
2: at Zoidberg's meetup with his longtime video girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Video thing friend? Uh, she's a... That's fair. She is a melted jellyfish blueberry, so I don't really know.
0: Jellyfish blueberry friend.
2: Uh-huh. Uh... Zoidberg is uh, wearing a bow tie, and uh, he decides to buy some flowers on the way there, and he stops at the conveniently located flower
0: stand. Called the Flowering Inferno, which I love.
2: It is so good. It's such a good name. I don't know if it showed it the first time, but when we get an establishing shot later, I caught it, and I was uh, so close to missing it, I would have missed it and it would have been truly
0: sad it would have been i do like how we're just glossing over the fact that he's wearing what seems to be a purple bow tie i mentioned the bow tie i know but we have to like ben the people want to know how do you feel about that bow tie and the coloring of it uh it's fine
2: i have no no additional comments
0: i've wow (laughs) you know i you (laughs) you know someone i mean
2: I th- I like bow ties with a little bit of uh, pattern to them. Mm-hmm. I think this one didn't have that. I think if you're gonna go with a bow tie, like you kind of want it to be a little purposefully garish, like okay, um, unless it's like a black tie tuxedo right. sort of event. Um, but you know, having something that's a little bit like, yo, what's up? I'm wearing a mother effing bow tie. Like you don't, it, it, you don't want, you don't wear a bow tie to be subtle.
0: Sure, I agree with that. Now is purple garish enough for a bow tie? Like a, that kind of like it's a little periwinkle, a little bit almost maybe like a light purple ish. It's sort of a lavender,
2: yes, yes, that, and, that's a good way to put it. Um, I think it is fine. I would have liked to see maybe a plaid.
0: Okay, a sure, nice, yeah. good
2: plaid bow tie. You know that's that's my own sort of feeling though, or uh, polka dot.
0: Or a nice pin
2: dot. Polka dot is kind of clowny.
0: Okay, fair enough.
2: You don't want to go too clowny. A nice pin dot bow tie, though, really good. Now, uh,
0: counterpoint, it is Zoidberg. The fact that he can even tie a bow tie is really impressive. I was going more for you. You do have to distract from some things. Such as? You know, the the face hand thing that he's got going on with the tentacles. The face hand thing. Hey man, I, we all know
2: that I can't word good. So, no, I think it's a fine bow tie. Okay,
0: I'm it, glad, it, it, I'm glad we use, did a deep it can dive. A little bit more. I'm glad we did a deep dive on it because I think that's what the people wanted.
2: That they've been tuning into this podcast the whole time for me to talk about one specific bow tie in one specific episode, the penultimate episode. Yes,
0: they've been listening to this. But you like, need he's gonna
2: you got- seven seasons of backstory for any of this bow tie nonsense
0: to make exactly. any sense. Exactly, you need it all. But everybody, this is, this is the climax of our show. And now, now that we've done that, we're in the
2: denouement. Anyways, he buys some flowers from the woman working at the Flowering Inferno, mm-hmm. a uh, flower stand that is basically next door to, like right in front of Planet Express.
0: Also right next to his dumpster.
2: So he wants to buy the cheapest flowers that he can, and she has a bouquet of daisies for six bucks, and he says, tell you what, I will buy half a bouquet for three bucks,
0: and then he pays her in pennies. Uh, Later, they're revealed to be moldy, which is about the right amount of Zoidberg for me.
2: Also, I think I saw that the uh, container of the pennies said life savings on it. Yes, it did. It
0: very much did. Um, so she had, she pulls out some flower shears to try to cut off the ends of them, but they're just so dull. She can't cut the stems of the flowers. And she is in so much debt to all of the shears sharpening businesses in this city. I I love, I love that little detail very much. Um, so Zoidberg uses his snips to cut them and, uh, the merchants, the lady is the one lucky lady. Mm Hmm. And, uh. Also, I don't know when we should mention this, but the the merchant is voiced by Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. Okay. I meant to look up who
2: the voice was, and I didn't because it, I'm, I'm pretty great. sure
0: it's Amelia Clark uh uh Daenerys uh from, from Game of Thrones. Probably. Double check this. It's been Googles that corner.
2: The thing I love is anytime I go to... I don't have the Infosphere bookmarked because I'm a fool. And every time I look up the Infosphere, uh, it gives me an IBM uh, (laughs) Infosphere information server family. Excellent. uh, And then a Wikipedia article. Like, I have to dig down. I Uh should just bookmark this stupid site. I mean, Um,
0: (laughs) penultimate episode. (laughs) uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
2: The number of things it has taken us the entirety of this podcast uh-huh. to actually do—you'd
0: um, you'd, you'd think it'd be so much less. Yes, it's Amelia Clark. Uh, we head to the bus terminal. Uh, Zoeberg picks up Zindy. Zindy gets
2: off the bus and they—they they, you know meet for the first time, and she is immediately just like, "Uh, something smells just really awful."
0: Uh, Zoeberg's like, oh, "Oh, it's just the bus station. Let's get out of here." Let's go somewhere well-ventilated and grow old together. I mean, going to a well-ventilated place is usually a good idea, I find. Mm-hmm. Regardless of uh, intensity of stench. I mean, all I'm saying is uh,
2: start having sex and, like, you, you need to air out that room. Like, well-ventilated is a good idea. I just, I'm, I feel like we went zero to 60 on that one. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a nicer way to say it.
0: No, you, uh, clearly. Because if you did, you would have said it.
2: They start taking a walk through the park, and uh, Zoidberg's like, yeah, yeah, everything, this is so much better. You can just smell the fresh air. And she takes a big old whiff, and she starts gagging and says, it's somehow worse. It's like Comic-Con in a submarine. Which doesn't, which
0: which evokes feelings. How so? Um, it doesn't seem good. how so? I've been to some conventions before, even with non-nerds mm-hmm. um uh and we all smelled bad okay. I wasn't sure if you're going for like a hey, don't
2: pick on nerds or more like a but you I, you pack a room full of people.
0: I think it's just people it's yeah like yeah, nerd- absolutely nerds. Sure, but all people like you put enough of them together. You put them in a, in a domed super super dome or something, right? Uh-huh. A domed super dome, <laughs> a domed super dome instead of the open air super dome, of course. Uh huh. Um, and you put enough people in there; it's just not going to smell very good at all. Hmm. You just got a lot of people moving a lot of body parts, and and <laughs> and talking a bunch. Uh huh. The the body parts super dome, and it's the not- domed body parts super <laughs> yeah. dome, and it's not well ventilated and it's and especially on a submarine oh my no <laughs> a dome superdome in a submarine <laughs> what what a wild idea but yet it makes sense and you wouldn't want to do it but no i i agree you you pack you pack a <laughs> you a, agree a, with a dome superdome full of body parts on, in a submarine i i
2: agree with something in that sentence i just don't know what so um she realizes that it's actually Zoidberg that smells. It's not stanky bus stations or whatever. It is undoubtedly Zoidberg.
0: yeah, th- we do get some uh uh some stench visuals to make that clearer to us, the viewing audience, who again cannot smell because it is a television show and and smell a vision. Did not work out. Which is probably good in this case. So yeah, she's like, nope, I just, I I can't do this. I
2: gotta get out. And Zoidberg's like, no, 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 you'll learn to love it. Because I know I did.
0: First off, probably not. Second off, what he says at the second part. Because I learned to love myself. Which is actually, when I say it like that, a very positive thing.
2: We should all be so lucky.
0: Yeah, yes, but stay and you'll learn to love it does not give you give me the same happiness feeling as the i learn to love myself thing
2: uh-huh so we haven't done it in a while but i'm gonna i'm gonna do some ben's uh dating corner
0: oh ben's dating corner
2: if somebody says to you stay with me and you'll learn to love it get out
0: yeah, no, that's a fair the point. The end. That is the <laughs> that is the entire. That's a. You know what? This one's a good one. This one is a good piece of advice. I, I occasionally I that.
2: have good advice. Broken clock, etc. Twice a day. Blind squirrel nuts, etc. A blind squirrel tells the right time twice a day, mm-hmm. and a clock may have a nut occasionally. She's like, nope, I've I've got to go. Something's come up. It's vomit.
0: I mean, it's kind of a clever way to say I'm about to vomit. I mean, I.
2: Usually when I'm about to vomit, I'm not sitting there like, I got to do this in the most clever way possible. It's like, I'm workshopping this. Let's go. <laughs> I, le- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to give a tight five about this, this B- before vomit. Before I puke. am about to, uh-huh. <laughs> so Zoidberg returns to the flower cart and uh, to the flowering inferno. And he wants to return the flowers because the
0: date did not work out. He promises they are unused. Which is very sad. And also, how does one use a flower, I guess? Um, but anyway, the merchant can't really afford refunds and, and kind of says, I don't know what's, what's wrong with the location I've chosen. And it, you literally see uh, Zoidberg's dumpster in the background.
2: Yeah, maybe not the best location for a flower shop. At that point, Roberto shows up and he's got a bayonet now. It's, he's like, it's some kind of kooky half gun, half knife.
0: Which is a very hilarious way to describe a bayonet. I do want to point out that Zoyberg is crying and the merchants like, I can't take a living thing in pain. You are a living thing, right? And then does start to offer the refund when Roberto it's true. shows she up.
2: She is being very nice because she literally just said she can't afford to give refunds right. and now she's giving him a refund. Yeah, exactly. So it's like
0: I uh, you've 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 convinced me with your pain. Which also is a wild thing to say. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm not gonna <laughs> touch that one. Yeah. So
2: Roberto shows up and he's he's robbing the flower lady, um, who uh, t- <laughs> it's really dumb, but an- just a side anecdote. The first time I played Final Fantasy VII, okay. Uh, I was naming everyone real sarcastically, and so I named uh, uh, Eris, um, flower gal, sure, because she had a bunch of flowers. <laughs> And so she literally introduced herself as, I'm Flower Gal, the flower girl. And so I, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking about that through this whole episode. It's a, very, it's a very me-specific experience, but I couldn't not think about it the whole time.
0: But I do want to thank you for bringing us on the journey. It was very good.
2: Anyways, so uh, Roberto was there. He is robbing flower gal, the flower girl.
0: Who is starting to give him the $3 that she earned earlier uh, in moldy pennies. I do want to point out that,
2: that Roberto says, don't put it in a, in a plastic bag. I care about the environment.
0: I mean, he, he, cares about, he, he cares about disrupting the environment of people around him. So maybe he's the true disruptor. And he doesn't want a, a plastic bag uh, to save the the nature environment. So maybe you know what? Maybe Roberto is the right the character that is the most right. Maybe he's the hero we all need right now. Maybe he's so, Robin Hood.
2: Eh, I'm not going to go that far. So
0: okay. he's he's well. He I guess he's not really stealing from the rich here when she has three three dollars in moldy it's pennies. True.
2: You know, Robin Hood steals three dollars from the poor flower girl to. Uh, feed himself the
0: robot classic
2: robot classic robot Robot hood
0: ah robot hood Uh, is a very I'm surprised we don't have that movie yet robot hood (laughs) we should let's do that (laughs) the merchandising opportunities let's just make
2: a movie called robot hood yeah Um, he steals from rich robots and gives to the poor robots the poor bots. it, it writes itself yeah so Zoidberg steps in because this time
0: it's calculated. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Zoidberg. It was a a long pause while I came up with that one.
2: Zoidberg steps in because he announces he doesn't care what happens anymore. You know, all it takes is one uh, internet breakup to uh, cause him to just not care
0: about life. I, I will say it is a long internet relationship that he was having. It was four years. It's true. So, like, I get it. Like, that's... You You thought this was going... It, certainly, at this point, you've shared so many deep things with this person or jellyfish, blueberry creature. Uh-huh. Melted blueberry jellyfish. Right. Thank you. Um, That you've shared so much with this and, and them and you're like, I want you to live together with me and then just like, no, I can't take your smell at all. I'm going to go vomit and you're goodbye forever. Like, that's... We're going pretty quick from happy Zoidberg to just depressed Zoidberg. There's no other way to describe it.
2: So he steps in and uh, he his his stench just hits Roberto so hard that Roberto declares, what is that, mustard gas? Ain't you ever heard of no Geneva convention? And then he runs off. It's a war crime. I appreciate that Roberto is up to up to speed on what constitutes war crimes.
0: I feel like if y- yes, I agree. I feel like if we've not updated the Geneva Conventions in the 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 1000 years, it seems like we there should there will probably be new war crimes. This is not a funny thing. Did you know that Stardew Valley broke the Geneva Convention?
2: The video game Stardew Valley. It it was in what, violation what? of the Geneva Convention.
0: Uh Ben, I'm gonna need more, so
2: it <laughs> turns gonna... out that the Red cross symbol okay uh, is noted in the Geneva Convention because if you're in an emergency, mm-hmm. you need to know immediately if a symbol is accurate or not, so therefore, sure. the Red Cross symbol should only be used for real actual um uh, health uh, services. Sure. And so using it in like a video game for a health meter is technically speaking in violation of the Geneva Convention. Huh. I, I, I mean, that's that's got roots back to doom, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, all of those are in violation of the Geneva Convention. They actually did an update I to can't... to bring it in line. So it used to be a red cross symbol for
0: health, and now it's a red H for health instead of I mean, yeah, I guess that's a good choice. You could probably go with like a heart, but like wh- that. Huh. I, I, Honestly, I had no idea, but like so many of your games are <laughs> violations of the Geneva Conventions.
2: Flower Gal, the flower girl is uh, very impressed. She says, uh, you are so brave and frugal, and she gives Zoidberg a big hug. Uh, Zoidberg doesn't understand why she can stand him and his stench. Well, it turns out that she was born with no sense of smell, uh, and this is where we finally get her name, which is Marianne, mm-hmm. and um, I do want to point out that okay. um, when she, because she asks how, um, why nobody likes him, and he says, well, how do I put this delicately, I'm smellier than a whorehouse's outhouse, and she's just like, that's terribly vivid. But she's still like very <laughs> take like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go out on a limb here and say if your worst defining feature is you smell bad, and you happen to meet somebody who's not immediately repulsed by that, don't immediately say the phrase, quote, I smell like a whorehouse's outhouse,
0: unquote. I think that's a defense mechanism of him being like self deprecating in that moment because he's like well you you can't like me no one likes me because i smell like in a uh, you know blah 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 blah, blah. um because he continues to do it throughout the whole thing like you can you you can see it from the character perspective you could also see it from the writer's perspective they just want to make fu- funny ways of indicating that he oh smells no. bad.
2: i know i get it i'm just saying that's like a that's a bad you get one first impression Maybe it shouldn't be using that phrase. I will say, this is
0: technically a second impression. Okay. It's fine. Okay, anyway. This is fine. Is it time to go to the dating montage?
2: We do get a date montage, and uh, they are going to a series of very smelly dates. They go to what looks like a Burger King. It's actually a Limburger King.
0: Oh, the visual puns. It's very good. Um, they go to a discount petting zoo full of skunks. And they go to scenic New Jersey. Yep. Uh
2: huh. I feel like I it need It equates that, those three things. I need that Simpsons gif that's like, that's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> Back at Zoidberg's dumpster, um, they are finishing up a date, um, just hanging out in the dumpster. And uh, he's pouring from a bucket of wine.
0: Uh, It is a bucket labeled wine directly having a nice glass of bucket wine. I love it. I love it very much.
2: Uh, He he also points out that the previous tenant
0: was a very prominent raccoon,
2: which I love the. uh, It's one of the it's another one of those things where Futurama is just like there's a story there. But you got to fill in those details yourself.
0: Yeah. I want to
2: know what exactly prominent raccoon means. Because for me, my visual is like, he's got, I mean, not a ton of money, but a lot of money for a raccoon. Enough to buy a fancy top hat and a cane.
0: I feel like any money is a lot of money for a raccoon.
2: But you've got to have to be prominent. You've got to have enough to buy the top hat and cane. Top me, hat and cane.
0: Let me interpret it differently. Prominent means large to me. It's a very large raccoon. I agree to disagree because I love the idea of a raccoon going around with a top hat and a cane. That is fair. I, I I understand the visual there, and it's not as interesting or funny to think of a just a just a fat raccoon. But at the same time. I, I mean, we can both have different interpretations. That's what Futurama is allowing us to do here.
2: So uh, she's like, yeah, I know. It's such a shame that he got partially run over by that steamroller, which is such a weird detail. Partially run yeah, yeah. over.
0: Such a weird detail yeah. to just and also, toss
2: in the episode.
0: Th- that detail gives you the entire life of this prominent raccoon, which we don't have a name for, and we don't know why he was prominent, and we don't know why, why it died, how it died. Like, we recognize that probably died because of being half run over. Why half? How, how did that happen? We don't know. Y- you get to fill in the blanks.
2: Marianne wants to kiss Zoidberg, and he says, okay, just let me pinch myself to make sure I'm not dreaming. And then he immediately snips his own arm, yeah. starts bleeding profusely, and goes, ouch, I forgot I was a giant crab.
0: <laughs> what a moment. What a moment you know to put on a television for people to watch
2: truthfully love does silly things to you they they Mm -hmm. you know make you do silly things like go to new jersey and they make you just you know forgetful that like you're a giant crab yeah we've all been there we've all fallen in love and been like oh crap i'm a giant crab i just remembered i had forgotten because i was so in love
0: yeah it's true i i forget so much about myself including the fact that i am a giant crab happens to the best of us over at the new new york recreation center they
2: are having a dance competition randy says after weeks of searching i'm proud to introduce the five people i found who are willing
0: to participate Uh, uh, willing to participate is good enough um and they are tanya A little girl with a serious heart condition, Bender, Greg, who is an alien with a lot of legs, Uh, a a blob creature that looks like HG Blob, but I don't believe it is. It's never given any Mm -hmm. discussion, and probably is a different one. And and Petunia, we find. Well,
2: first of all, Petunia points out uh, the extra clicking you're going to hear is my hip. So you know that's fair. That's helpful. Um, Um, There is no prize except for the satisfaction of winning. And the little girl Tanya has a pacemaker, and so she is the clear favorite on account of being cute mm-hmm. and being chronically ill and about to die at any moment.
0: Yes, indeed. Like that is a pretty like. People are going to be on your side if you're those things. Bender, of course, being Bender, shoots a pistol in the background
2: to try to to scare this little girl literally to death because mm. of the the bad heart she has. And it doesn't work. And he's like, wow, they're making good pacemakers these days. Oh, Bender. Um, We also find out, because Bender asks uh, what the prize is, we find out there's no prize. I mean, unless you count uh, the ability to, like, gloat about it. And Bender
0: loves that. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, that's all mine. (laughs) Um, we, We head back to Planet Express. Where Hermes is giving a talk about bullying, where bullying in the workplace, which is unacceptable and won't be tolerated. At that exact moment, Bender rushes in and says, out of my way,
2: fatty, I'm practicing.
0: He pushes Hermes over and just starts dancing on top of literally everybody.
2: I would also like to point out that I'm pretty sure literally every Planet Express employee has bullied literally every other Planet Express employee at some point
0: over the last seven years. Agreed. In- including Hermes of Zoidberg. Oh, yeah. Including which is- Hermes to everyone. That's also fair, but I feel like Hermes really digs in on Zoidberg. It's true. I mean, who doesn't really dig in on Zoidberg? I was going to say Zoidberg, but even that's not true. Yeah, Zoidberg. I
2: love you. I love you, you big grab. So then Bender, of course, does the next logical thing, which is to tap dance on everyone's head at the meeting table. Sure. Sure. I see no problems with this. Uh, This is when Zoidberg brings in Marianne to meet everyone. Everybody is very shocked because she's not a hologram. She's not a a love robot. Mm -hmm. She seems so normal. And Zoidberg, in another thing that should be outlawed from the office, declares that uh, the two of them had a wonderful night of lovemaking in his dumpster.
0: It's such a wild thing to say to people in general. Um, Marianne does say like, oh, everyone is so weird, but it's it's really nice to meet you. But I have to go open my flower stall before the falafel guy takes my spot, which again is inside of a dumpster. I was
2: going to say falafel sounds pretty good, but I guess I wouldn't really want it if I was served it, um, you know, four feet away from a
0: dumpster. I mean, sometimes you just got to when you're living in the city, man. Fry says... How is she not driven mad by her mind altering stench? Zoidberg tells them that she has no sense of smell and everybody's like, Oh, Oh, I get uh it. Mm -hmm. Hermes like, I I'm sad that there's no cure. I assume. Uh, the professor
2: suggests that actually what they could do, a skilled surgeon would be able to do a nose transplant. And Zoidberg says that as an ear nose and blowhole doctor, he could do that transplant
0: fries says you know if she can smell she would be able to smell you and that would end the relationship and the professor says
2: yeah you you (laughs) must listen to orange joe which is a weird thing to suddenly decide that's what we're calling fry i
0: feel like orange joe is is a callback to a previous episode I feel like that. That's this isn't just the first time this has happened.
2: When, when was he called Orange Joe before?
0: I, I feel like I remember this.
2: This is both Ben and Mike. Double Googling that corner.
0: Double Googling it.
2: I don't feel like Orange Joe was ever said on this at any other point in the entire thing.
0: Orange Joe, a pseudonym used by Fry on, in Fun on a Bun. Fun on a Bun? The, the one with the uh, fun on a bun. yes thank you (laughs) how's that sology? when they go to oktoberfest that's weird
2: so not only are they bringing back literally every (laughs) character that has been on this in the entire run of futurama they are also just bringing back weird nicknames for fry (laughs) we've got two episodes left gotta get orange joe back in here somehow
0: gotta have orange joe i love
2: i I i love me some orange joe Orange Joe sounds like when you don't have time in the morning to drink both your coffee and orange juice as part of your complete breakfast. And so you just pour the orange juice into the coffee and now you've got an orange Joe.
0: I think something has come up and it's vomit. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds awful. If you've had orange
2: juice coffee tweet at back to Futurama. Let us know how it was.
0: Just, We're not on the hook for your hospital bills here, please, though. Be responsible when drinking Orange Joe.
2: Zoidberg decides, after sort of thinking about it, that he will just have to not tell her about this transplant because Fry's right. If he does the transplant, she will be able to smell his, quote, mind-altering stench, unquote and it's a way to
0: describe it i'm sure
2: at that point uh she will have to leave laura just found a google search for an orange juice coffee and it looks even grosser (laughs) than i could have imagined oh it's layered that's the problem i have with it
0: i mean i have a lot why is phoenix obsessed with mixing orange juice and espresso? You've probably only ever mixed orange juice with coffee after accidentally spilling both glasses at brunch. But in Phoenix, Arizona, orange juice topped with espresso is its own special drink that has a cult following. Is it
2: called an orange Joe? Is it called an orange Joe? I need to know.
0: At at the vegan pastry shop NAMI, it's known as the OJ Express. At the cafe Vovo Mina, it's called Good Morning Vietnam. And at Joe Bot Coffee, it's the simple sunrise. So no, it's not called an orange Joe. A missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) just I'm reading more and more of the article. It's like, oh, goodness. Why? Phoenix, why? Why have you done this? Why? Why are you ruining good orange juice and good espresso? Why?
2: Back at the new New York Rec Center, um, we find out that over the course of the summer, we will be eliminating one person each week. Um, one, uh, by we, he means me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he means Randy. He means Randy. Only Randy.
0: <laughs> Only Randy has the power. Um, so we get a bit of a, a montage about eliminating, eliminating people from the tap dancing contest and also Zoidberg in love with Marianne, like dual montage.
2: Right. So we've got to get all the montages. In. The blob gets eliminated first and he kind of uh,
0: does the splits and splits into two beings
2: which i think is the best dance move i've ever seen
0: i agree i think he should have stayed petunia gets
2: eliminated because she sort of just sits down in a chair and continues to tap while she smokes a cigarette uh that is the least good dance move i've ever seen
0: and i've seen myself dance at weddings i I have not seen you dance at weddings but i've seen myself dance at weddings and i i am in a similar boat to you friend
2: Uh, And then the green alien whose name I did not catch. Greg. Uh, Really? That's such a normal name for such (laughs) a green, multi-legged alien. That was the name uh, that was given by Randy. Greg, apparently, gets eliminated. Not in bunny form. Not in bunny form. Uh, Greg gets eliminated because his legs get all tangled up. And meanwhile, uh, like you said, it's sort of interspersed with Zoidberg and Marianne going on dates. Um, Zoidberg tries to get her to smell the uh, cork from a bottle of wine at a fancy restaurant, and she can't smell it. And then he tries to get her to smell some fancy perfume, Fleur de Lis. That's my best French pronunciation I can do. Yeah, it's pretty good. Y'all can deal with
0: it. (laughs) Y'all, y'all what's up?
2: Bonjour y'all. That's my best French accent.
0: Boy, I can't wait for you to go to France and pull that out and <laughs> immediately be like, "Okay, so your next your flight is right over there. You can go back to America. Thank you." So the two finalists are Bender and Tanya,
2: and Tanya's being real cute and friendly and and everybody's like, "Oh, she's so she's so adorable." And Bender is like, Yo, I'm gonna kick your ass, little girl. And it was like, whoa, <laughs> hold on a second. You've
0: come with some energy bender. So
2: they uh we we go back to a uh what I called Zoid Date for some reason in my notes. Um Marianne, I, think, I think Zoid Date works. Uh huh. Marianne. Uh well, so they're at a, a park somewhere. Yeah, I, th- I on imagine like it's Central Park. Mm-hmm, having a picnic. Marianne knows everything about flowers because he sort of picks one and and she says the, the species. Yes,
0: yeah, a gardenia imperialis, which can be brewed into a tea if you really like severe stomach cramps. I don't. I also so, don't. I get those normally. Um.
2: So Zoidberg is like, he's really impressed. And she's like, I
0: know everything about flowers except how they smell. And... She does ask him to describe it, which I really like because he says it's, it's like summer with a dab of vanilla and honey, or maybe winter with some gravy on it. Two very similar scents. Mm-hmm. And now I want to know what winter with some gravy on it tastes like because I like gravy. A- and as mm-hmm. a an American man that likes gravy, boy, this week is going to have so much of it. Because it is American Thanksgiving
2: she says, I'd give anything to be able to smell a flower like that. And he says, and again, this is a direct quote because he's got some weird ways of phrasing things. I mean, it is Zoidberg. He says, we have in the doctor world, something called a nose transplant.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you didn't preface it with the doctor world, I wouldn't know what you're talking about. Um, and she's like, I'll take the biggest nose you can find.
2: So she's very excited. And he's, Pretty apprehensive because she'll be able to smell everything. Uh so Bender, meanwhile, has made it into the finals.
0: Well, he's he's toweling off in the locker room and Fry and Leela come in and say, Congratulations. Yeah, no, I know. I'd my notes, I accidentally called him Zoidberg in my notes. So
2: (laughs) I was very confused. I I
0: just saw a moment where you you got confused and I was like, I'm gonna help Ben through this
2: one. And so Bender is like, you know, once she is uh, once she's uh disqualified on account of all the blood loss. Then, we jumped a
0: little bit. We didn't explain
2: the plan. Oh, sorry. I got very distracted.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. The, the jump to blood I'm, loss is I'm
2: trying. I'm trying to get through here. We are at one hour, and I, we, I've I still know, got a whole know, page I know, and a half of I know,
0: notes. I know. You just jumped past the whole plan to get the blood loss.
2: You want to tell us what the plan is then, Mike?
0: Yes. It is a foolproof plan where uh, Fry says that it, if it's sequenced on its hat, which of course it's not. But, but come on, Fry. Get with the program. Bender is going to sneak into her locker and put rusty tacks in her shoes. Again, it is a cute little girl with a heart condition. Fry's like, oh, that seems like a good plan. Fry uh, Lila is horrified. Fry's like, oh, yeah, that's also true. Fry does not seem to have one strong opinion,
2: one way or the other. He's he, a he's a little bit neutral right now. Yeah, he's be very honest.
0: he's actually surprisingly rational. Like, oh, that plan would work. Yes, um, it is horrifying, but it will work. Yes, yes. So, so now, now that Tanya has all this blood loss, uh, then Bender will kidnap her parents and make make them watch him cut off Tanya's hair with edge clippers.
2: Uh huh. Just you know. You know... For no- the extra cruelty. Yeah,
0: normal stuff a, f- a person does. And Leela's like,
2: that is ridiculous. Like, she is an, an angel. Bender's
0: like, I've looked into her eyes. I've seen her soul. She's a monster.
2: So as they leave, uh, Bender shuts the, the locker door, and he sees Tanya right there. And she looks very evil. She says, I think, some sort of very menacing sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then she... Takes a pipe and hits Bender in his knee because why not have a Tanya Harding reference?
0: Right? This is the <laughs> wildest idea in the second, to the penultimate episode uh-huh. of Futurama that came out in 2013 and had, a, had legitimately an actress from Game of Thrones on it. So... Why? In what world?
2: I double-checked and the Tanya Harding event, so that was 1994... Is when uh all of that stuff happened, sure, so you know it seems a topical topical is what you're saying i I gave um I repeatedly gave Futurama some guff for being very timely on its two different titanic themed episodes <laughs> and here we're just like, yeah, let's just go for a Tanya Harding, yeah. you know, like when they we didn't did, make these jokes yet, when they did Susan Boyle. At least Susan Boyle was a, a relevant thing at the time.
0: <laughs> it's true. Like, And this one, you can like hide it behind, like, well, I mean, if you didn't know the, the event, It's just a little girl named Tanya. She hits him with a pipe. That's yeah, yeah. all. But if you know the context, it's like, why would you do that 2013? Why? Why any of this? It's such a wild choice by the writers. I don't know how they... D- I don't know why they did it. It's uh-huh. such, the, the, so wild.
2: The Tanya Harding scandal was old enough to vote by that point so yeah
0: and it and i tanya hadn't even come out yet
2: that Um, was like
0: what last year margot robbie wasn't even even thinking about strapping on the ice skates to do that movie yet just a wild pull
2: back at planet express uh zoidberg is preparing for the nose surgery bender stumbles in as they're preparing for surgery and he's like zoidberg Fix my knee so I can get revenge on that little girl. He's just like, fix your own knee with this medicinal wacky pack. Yeah, he has no time for this. It is just a box of Band-Aids
0: with monkeys on it. Which, pretty good Band-Aids, I think. Uh, uh, Then a siren nurse is heard, and Zoidberg's like, it's time. So
2: they come in, uh, Leela comes in with a... cooler with mm-hmm. a nose in it um they got lucky because there was an accident at a fencing training class
0: mm-hmm. uh fry puts his finger in the nose and says on guard
2: that's a weird thing to to say because you generally wear the mask while fencing
0: yes i mean there's a so lot okay that they don't have to be, it would have to <laughs> be a pretty big
2: accident like yeah i I mean... That like, accident needs the the mask to come off and a sword to chop a nose off uh-huh. all in one fell Which swoop. I'm
0: pretty sure the the fencing sword doesn't do that. Right. They're pokey pokes. They're pokey pokes. Exactly. I'm glad they're we use the same terms. They're not slicey slice. Yeah, they're
2: definitely not slicey slice. To put slice. it in Dungeons and Dragons terms, um, one is a piercing weapon and the other one is a slashing weapon.
0: See, exactly. Yes. this th- It's not a slashing weapon. I don't know how this happened, but I'm also fry don't put your finger in a disembodied nose there's a lot going on in this scene there's a lot going on in this episode
2: they're getting ready to do this um they're in the operating room it says uh nose transplant in progress don't blow it very good fit i'd love
0: they're the, sign, out the, the, puns the here. signs are great this
2: episode um they are getting ready for this surgery and um marianne kisses him and he's like You know, it, um, it stinks that, uh, he doesn't say stinks. That'd be a good pun.
0: (laughs) It would be a good pun. He said, it'll all be over soon. And he just like, I would like one last kiss. And she says,
2: there'll be plenty more where that came from. And, and he's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Uh, because he knows, he knows this is the last one as, uh, she's being put under, she says, smell you later. Which, Which I is really very love. good. It's so good. It's the most romantic smellulator <laughs> that has ever happened. Oh, it's
0: so it's such a um, great line in that moment.
2: Zoidberg says, Let's begin this delicate procedure, and then immediately just snips off the nose, willy nilly.
0: Yes, indeed. Uh we go to the recreation center, and it's time for the finals. Tanya tells Bender to break a leg. Oh, it, it looks like you already did. That's rough. That little girl is Yeah. Yeah. Wrecking shop is
2: what she's doing. Bender even makes note because he says, you are an you are an evil, heartless troll. So we have a lot in common. In another life, we could have been friends.
0: I mean, it's pretty true, actually. Um, Randy reveals uh, that you won't find this in you know standard dancing, but we're going to have a simultaneous head-to-head tap-off. That
2: sounds like a masturbation reverence. Anyways, All so right. um, Bender uh, pulls out a hat with sequins on it, which I love because... They referenced that was going to be his ultimate plan mm-hmm. earlier.
0: Yeah, especially with Bender, like who would do that?
2: And so they they do a, a tap dancing thing, um, and it's fine. I don't know how to describe it on a podcast. So yeah, they they are tap dancing. Um, sh- uh, his his leg flies off at one point. It hits Fry in the face. Who's like Bender? And it's so- like, he didn't choose that. <laughs> So he ends up tap dancing on his hands, which feels a little bit like cheating to me, but that's fine. And then she does like a flip off the wall or something. Yeah. And so he tries to mimic that and gets electrocuted after he hits one of the the lights in the uh, on the stage.
0: Uh, Randy calls it over and gives the championship to Tanya, who, at to go pick up the trophy, dances on Bender's face. Which, by the way, th- there's a trophy... <laughs> which is a repudiation of what was it's the true. previous point. It's true,
2: because we were told earlier there was no prize whatsoever. <laughs> it
0: was, the, it was the, the feelings you had along the way. It was not, here's a trophy.
2: So Randy's a liar. Everyone's clapping except for Bender, who's like, I'm going to tap dance on her grave someday. And then she has a heart attack.
0: Mm-hmm. I, do, I do like the fact that Bender wraps his knee back together with duct tape, and it's like, why didn't you just do that the first time? Maybe he didn't have duct tape. Yeah, it's possible. So, so yeah, she has a heart attack, and Doctor Cahill is here with a defibrillator. That's because you got to get everyone in before the series ends. <laughs> Every last character.
2: Meanwhile, Bender is just like everyone is like nervous, and Bender is just kicking back, eating a hot dog. Yeah, it's that's a weird choice. It it, it worked for me. I liked it. It was very funny. Um, back at the hospital, Marianne's waking up. Uh, she sit. She sniffs some flowers and thinks that they smell disgusting.
0: Well, it's it's not apparent what exactly smells disgusting. I think it was
2: pretty obvious. She's like, to "What me? is this horrible nose? Her nose is right up in those sure. flowers.
0: Well, Zoidberg thinks that it's him. It's like, well, you know, it's it's me. And then she's like, "Oh, it's the flowers," and throws them across the room. And then uh, she says that she likes how Doctor Zoidberg smells. Yeah, because she gets all up on him and just. Gets a whole big whiff. A whole big whiff of Zoidberg. And he says, most people think I smell like a burning zoo.
2: See, this is this is the self-deprecation again. But she says that the reason that she likes the way he smells is because he smells like him, and she loves him.
0: Uh, they, they kiss very deeply, and Amy is watching with a clothespin on her nose saying, It's so beautiful. Back at the tap
2: dancing competition. Dr. Cahill is trying to work on uh, Tanya, but she dies. And Zoidberg... Zoidberg. Bender...
0: <laughs> Zoidberg's on the
2: mind. is a very Zoidberg episode. It's true. Bender is like, why wait to dance on her grave? I'll dance on her corpse right now. And yells, in your dead face, little girl. And so he does. He tap dances right on the, the gr- little girl's corpse. And then... Everyone is appalled. Except then... You start hearing the little beeping of the uh, EKG and the tap dancing has brought her back to life somehow.
0: Bender's a hero now and he's very confused at this turn of events. Back at Planet
2: Express, Tanya and Bender are now tap dancing together. They've become friends. Uh, Tanya says, even though you saved my life, it doesn't mean I won't beat you down again. Hattie McDougall comes up to toss some money into their hat. And uh, she hits Hattie McDougal with the pipe, and they steal the money, and they run off, because now they're friends who are also tap-dancing criminals.
0: Yes. Uh, They run by the flower stall, which is now out of business, and pass Zoidberg's dumpster, and he emerges uh, drinking his first cup of dumpster juice in the morning, which also is what you could call orange juice and espresso put together. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) 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 We went...
2: On a whole thing there about orange juice and espresso and Phoenix, what are you
0: doing? <laughs> I, I I like that because you've, you've basically indicated to me that that whole thing got cut out of I the episode.
2: Can't, I can't cut it out now because... <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you were wanting to. I mean, you,
2: I feel you, like... You're trying
0: I, to find things to cut at this point.
2: I mean, we're running so long on this episode, but like... Also, I I have to warn people about Phoenix, Arizona, and their weird <laughs> obsession with orange juice and espresso. If you're in Phoenix, save yourself. Or or mandate that it be called the Orange Joe. So yes, either one of those two things. Marianne, meanwhile, got a new job because she couldn't handle the flowers anymore. She thinks they sure. all smell awful. They smell bad. Now she works as a garbage person um, because
0: she is she does not mind the the smell of garbage. Mm-hmm. She uh she is comes up in a garbage truck and uh she says I'm going to have to dump you. And and he's like I would very much like that. Because it's not dumping in a relationship, but dumping as in garbage. Mhm. He she dumps Zoidberg
2: right into the truck and they drive off and uh that is where we end the episode and that means that it is time for
0: Grades. For this episode, like I, I always really like Zoidberg centric episodes. I think he's one of the most unique characters Futurama has, um, and I think Amelia Clark does a really good job being like the straight man to Zoidberg's wackiness here. Um, I think she's really good at that role in general. So I think that's really well casted. Um, I, I really think the Tanya Harding thing is kind of just just wild. It's, to, a, to it's pull. it's a weird pull. It's a weird pull in 2013. But you know, I I do actually like the story a little bit. It's very it's interesting to kind of get that kind of midway twist of, Oh, Bender's actually right about this evil girl. Like, like Damien's level evilness. Um, it still makes all everybody's reactions to him wanting to basically dance on her corpse. Kind of funny, but like in a macabre way, I, I don't, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a lot of choices. This episode is, but I think they all kind of work as a comedic whole. So, is this episode one I'm gonna be like, I have to go watch this again? I mean, maybe. It it's really good. I I liked it quite a lot. Um, I think I'd give it an A minus.
2: Yeah, it's nice to see nice things actually happen to Zoidberg for once. Yes, like
0: that is absolutely true.
2: You know, I mean I I think that in the original run we didn't get really any good things for Zoidberg episodes. Um it's nice to as as we're like I mean it's weird that it's like it took to the second to last episode for it to happen right yeah exactly um but um it is nice to see that he actually gets like a good episode agreed I think the whole ta- uh, tap dancing thing was sort of a it was fine I think it I think honestly the tap dancing competition sort of weakens the episode I okay. realize. I realize you kind of got to have something to uh, detract from all the like, you know, love and emotion, whatever. You need sort of a silly B plot. I just sure. didn't really care for this B plot. Okay. Um, I do think overall it's a pretty good episode. I'm going to give it a B plus just because I would have liked a little bit something better from the, the tap dancing side plot. Okay. That makes sense. I'm not saying it shouldn't have been there. It just could have been better. Um, But the main plot's very good. I like everything about it. I I have no complaints. Um, Cool. So, yeah, I think that's all I've got to say about that. Um,
0: Well, we'd love to hear what you have to say about it.
2: It's true. Before we do our outros, though. Oh, no. We do have... Oh, yes, I mean. Yes, we do have uh, two different ads this week. Oh, wow. Uh, One is from our uh, longtime patron, Laura, Um, as a 1077, same as my pin number, uh, patron. She gets to send us an ad once a month.
1: Hello, Back to the Futurama fans. This is Laura here with your 1077 ad for this month. Today, I'd like to talk about cats. I really, really like cats. We actually have five of them. We only wanted to have four cats, but then we bought my beloved's grandmother a cat, and she couldn't take care of it, and so we end up with five cats. If you like cats, come see my panel, I Can Has Panel, at MAGFest this January. MAGFest is an East Coast convention taking place January 2nd through the 5th, and my panel right now is scheduled for Sunday at 10 a.m. Be sure to check me out on their schedule of events. Um, Once again, that is I Can Has Panel, and if you'd like to show me pictures of your cats... Send them to the League of Jeremies because I love looking at other people's cats. They're so cute. Lear and Amalfia are like my favorite internet cats right now. And I'm so glad that Ben and Sarah share them with us. Thanks, everyone, for listening to my ad and not skipping through it like we are all want to do. Have a great Thanksgiving. Bye-bye.
2: Great. Thank you, Laura. And I never skip ads. It's true. Um, if only because I'm lazy. Um, <laughs> So uh, we do also have another ad from our friend of the podcast, Tema. She has uh, a special offer just for Back to the Futurama listeners. That's you. So Tema Crochets, she runs a a little side business, tcbcrochet.com. She sells various crochet objects. Uh, She's got some fingerless mitts. She's got some cowls and some hats. And scarves, and even the little uh, tea koozies, and um, and
0: these hats
2: are great. They are very good. Um, I, I think, have
0: had hands on these hats, and they are very good.
2: And I believe uh, your wife has a Tema uh, hat that was crocheted,
0: she, and she looks adorable in it because these hats are magic, and they make you look great.
2: So yeah, if you're if you're looking for some handmade gifts for the upcoming holiday season, um, you can order. From Tema, just go to tcbcrochet.com and uh, she has just four Back to the Futurama listeners.
0: Do not share this or do Fif- I don't know
2: 15% savings at tcbcrochet.com. Just enter the promo code BTTF2019.
0: You gotta get on this deal. It's the these these are. Just handcrafted, uh, amazing pieces that you can have. You know, if you need fingerless mitts or a hat or anything of that nature, this is the best place to go. It's great for Christmas and Hanukkah and all the other winter holiday gifts if you're willing, if you're interested in giving them out to people. Would definitely recommend. Thank you for supporting us uh, as well, Tema.
2: And um, now that we've gotten those ads. Uh, through. We do want to hear what you have to say about this episode, about uh, your favorite scents, your least favorite scents, your take on adding espresso to orange juice.
0: And how do you feel about a Tanya Harding joke in a 2013 (laughs) show?
2: Uh, We want to hear all these things and more. You can do that by sending us an email at back to the Futurama podcast at gmail.com.
0: We are on Twitter at back to Futurama.
2: You can find us on Facebook at slash back to futurama.
0: We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and probably Pandora. So find us everywhere we are. Rate us, review us, send us, send to your friends. And yeah, let's get ready for the the last one. Get them
2: hooked right before we end. Yeah,
0: this is the perfect timing for this. They'll
2: never have to wait for a new episode. Oh, they can binge them all. They can binge them all
0: it's we're, we're in the binge lands we're in binge lands you can if your friends are like no 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 i can't listen i can't Finished wait a whole podcasts week. only exactly it's time it's time to send to your friends that love to binge and i think that's going to do it for us this week um yes <laughs> i think we've done a this lot this was
2: this was our live episode uh so patreon patrons who pledge five dollars or more get to listen to us live once a month And it was why I know I I cut out at least three F words that they got to hear and you didn't.
0: It was it was just there was some language
2: being thrown around. Yeah, we'll be back next week with the final episode of Futurama. The last one. We did it.
0: I well, I don't want to say we've done it until we've done it. That's true. Because we might not finish this episode. Don't count your Futurama
2: (laughs) episodes before they've been podcasted about.
0: The randomness of the universe makes sure that we we are in each moment. So uh,
2: until next time, I'm Ben. And
0: I'm Mike. Goodbye Goodbye from from the world world of of tomorrow.